Welcome to Under the Hard Hat. This is a safety podcast for the construction industry. My name is Brian Mesmer at the Mesmer Safety, not at the Mesmer, at Mesmer Safety on the Twitter and the Instagram. Today is Friday, April 16th, and joining me today is Adam Nedry, risk manager with API Group Risk Management, which is a hard uh, title to say, Mr. Adam. You think so? I think a little bit. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm a little nervous here. I know this is an internationally renowned podcast, and you are now a celebrity, so this is a little intimidating. Little, I mean, it is international. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so feel pretty good about that. Uh, so today, normally, Adam, we do we have people ever. When I have a, a guest on my Friday podcast, uh, we are sharing what they shared as their best practice and or their um, toolbox talk of the week. Although this is Distracted Driving Awareness Month and our podcast that we did together on Monday was Forward First Parking. Correct. Correct. Which is a policy, not necessarily a, a best practice. Uh it's a policy, yes. It's also a habit, I would say. Hopefully, that policy becomes a habit. I would agree with you. You, de- you developed the habit, and you shared a story on, on Monday about your habit of backing into your space and how you get a panic attack now when you don't back into a space. That is correct. Slight panic attack. I would say full-blown panic attack. <laughs> Everything. So... Um, so there's not necessarily a best practice to share this week. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to dive right into what I call the safety six pack. Let's do it. I'm ready. And to be fair, you have no idea what these questions are going to be. I am flying blind with my green can of Sierra Nevada. As we record on Friday afternoon. Thank you. And it's Friday afternoon and we are not driving anymore. Correct. We're at our homes. So we are. All right, Adam, how did you get into, I usually ask how people got into safety as a career, but you're not safety, you're a risk manager. So how did you get into risk management as a career? What is your personal story? Well, that's a, I'm old, so that's a long story, um, but I will keep it short. I actually had a friend who worked in insurance and I was getting out of college and I had a degree that was basically useless. And so- It was economics and sociology. Very good. And I was actually running an after-school tutoring program in the city here in Minneapolis and was looking for a change. Let's just call it that. And I had a friend who worked in insurance and claims. And so I started my career with a small outfit at Travelers handling general liability claims for uh, small contractors. And it was usually high-risk contractors who couldn't get insurance anywhere else. So they were coming to us. Poor loss experience, poor safety measures in place, right? Yeah. Uh, Did that for a while and then decided I wanted to be on the side of purchasing insurance and, you know, being being in the role of protecting a company. And so that's when I broke into the risk management world, probably 12, 13 years ago, started my risk management career. Wow, very cool. So uh, I don't have any good way to segue from that to the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well then just do it question two <laughs> all right fine question number two 2020 was a crappy year for all of us so what lessons if any did you take away from the 2020 
the year. You know, I think, so I think there's a couple of things I've, I've learned from, from this whole thing, you know, and some, you know, I think people can say there's obviously a lot of negatives with COVID, right? We've all been through a lot of stresses in our lives. Our lives have been kind of uprooted and thrown all over the place and, you know, thrown into chaos. I will say, you know, as far as me professionally, like I get a lot of my energy from interacting with people in person. And so it's been a challenge and also a learning experience. It's forced me to learn technologies that I never would have used before. Uh, I think like what we're doing now, I mean, we do a lot of meetings through teams now. And I think pre COVID, you know, the amount of meetings we were doing with cameras on was very far, few and far between. Right. And now I'm not sure that we'll go back to doing just conference calls anymore without utilizing Teams, Zoom, Skype, whatever that video technology is. If we're having meetings with people on the other side of the country, out state, whatever it is, I think we're going to be doing those with cameras on just so we can at least get some of that personal interaction. You know what I mean? Where you can see the reactions of people just through discussion. And I think that's a huge plus. A lot of people that I think would maybe be anti or be, you know, a little leery of trying those technologies before. I think it become well-versed because we've had to, to be honest, right. It's forced us to, um, you know, and it's forced us to be more adaptable, it was, more flexible with things. Right. You said something interesting there that it threw us into chaos. And it's, it's funny. I'm reading Jordan Peterson's book, 12 rules for life. Mm-hmm. And he talks about order and chaos and the, that that's yin and yang. Mm-hmm. And you're so used to order that when chaos happened, we had to adapt. And now it's just, now it's orderly. It's orderly chaos. Yeah. I mean, I think chaos can be a good thing, right? If you channel your reaction to it in the right way, chaos is a good thing. Well, it's, it's also kind of like order is the known and where do we discover and learn new things? And that is in the unknown. And so that is in chaos. So. Yeah, I mean, and there's probably a little bit to be said for being too comfortable in the known, right? Don't you think? You know what I mean? If you, It's easy to coast when you're in the known. I mean, hopefully we're not. Hopefully we are always getting better and striving to be better. But something like this really forces us to look at things a little differently. Yeah, and I would say that I'm, I'm like you. I, I like the personal interaction. I like seeing the people I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So, uh working from home and talking to a camera by myself is a little weird, but at the same token, um, when I go into the office and actually have that personal interaction with whoever is there, or if I go out into the field and have that field interaction, that's what jazzercises me. That's what gets me going. So it's, has it made you appreciate that too, a little bit, a little bit more? Absolutely. That and the personal interactions I have with, with friends and family, it's, it's, I enjoy that more now. You, you kind of take it for granted a little bit. And this is, this is definitely kind of brought things back into perspective for me with that kind of stuff, especially right. Friends and family and just, you know, really appreciating the time you get with them. For sure. So we learned a lot of lessons in 2021. So what are goals that you have in 20 or and not in 2021? We learned lessons last year in 2020. What are your lessons or what are your goals in 2021? Uh, as far as like our department, like the, the risk area or just in general? or Yes. Yes, everything. I know you want to run more and work out more and maybe lose about 15 pounds. I do, but I hurt myself, as you can see. We're doing it for 
workout, I'm, I'm finding out that I'm getting old a lot quicker than I realized. So <laughs> I have to pull back on some of the, the exercising stuff. But I mean, as far as goals, you know, professionally, I think at least as a team, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of feedback from our companies on just, you know, really be the importance of being engaged with what they're doing and being effective in our communication across the board. And so really that's become a focal point for us is making sure that, you know, with my job, you know, a lot of what I do is, is cyclical, right? It's insurance renewals. We get the policies in place. We communicate the information on the policies and then we just move ahead. Right. And a lot of times it's just, you go through the cycle. And I think it's important that we remember, you know, we're doing this as a service to our companies, right? And so we, they need to know not only that we have it in place, but why, why we're doing what we're doing. When they understand the why, we become more of a resource to them, right? We're not just sending them a bill for their insurance. Oh. Oh. Okay. What happened? <laughs> my, my computer decided to make noise, and I apologize. It got me, got me a little thrown off. I apologize. No, no, no worries. I thought maybe it turned off on us. I wasn't sure. So. Oh no, we're still recording. This is all on us. So great. What is your biggest safety or risk pet peeve then? Honestly, it's it's kind of funny that you asked that because when I came into to API, you know, the, our saying is right, you know, our commitment to zero. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had a hard time really fully embracing that. But what? now, like, I realized that that was like kind of an inhibitor in how I was doing my work then. It, pre- it prevented me from striving to be as good as I could be personally, right, and professionally. And then ultimately, that hurts our team, right? And so, my one of my biggest pet peeves has now become people who don't actually believe that we can get there. That I just I refuse to accept that now. I don't believe that at all. I think every one of our companies can get there. I really do. And so when I when I hear any sort of cynicism or negativity towards that, I don't know. I just kind of I cringe a little bit now. I, I don't like that. It's just it's only been four years and I've almost done like the whole one eighty there, right? Yeah. Uh, and I know people some people don't think that zero is actually possible um, for a company as large as us but I would say that it's it's kind of like eating the elephant you gotta it's one bite at a time it's it's one step at a time which is why I like our our steps program Mm -hmm. I mean there are little things that we can do to be better every single day and you know obviously well I don't know if that's obvious because People don't know me that well, but I enjoy sports quite a bit. And so I, I, I listen to a lot of, of sporting people and sports podcasts. And so they always talk about that 1% better, be 1% better every single day. If you're 1% better, then you're moving your way. You're moving the needle. Right. And I don't ever want to accept that any incident is okay. Yeah. And I think if, what I've found though, in like thinking that way is that's helped me just be like, just my behavior is, has become safer. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's, that helps me personally. It helps me with my family, but I'm showing my kids, right. How they should be safe. Like it's not just at work. It really is. It's a behavior thing. It's a, 
it's a mentality, right? Bringing it full circle, it's it's backing into your spaces and teaching your kids to back into their spaces. So that yep, hundred and ten percent all the time. They will learn to back in the vehicle. That'll be one of the first things they learn, yeah. right? And yeah. it's just it becomes not just a habit, but a behavior. It's just the way you think, you know. And it's not just saying these things. You know, that's so like I said. That's why I get a little. That's kind of one. That's one of my big pet peeves. Yeah. So you're saying commitment to zero is actually a belief system, not necessary. And a, you know, your you can do your part to commit to making zero possible. And here's the other thing, and that's just to sum up. But do you agree with my summary there? I would say it has to be. Just that it is. It has to be to work. I would agree. Um, the other, th- I had a thought there, but it left me. I apologize. All right, so you're in the you're in the, the home stretch of these questions, sir. Sounds good. What do you like to do for fun and relaxation? Well, that's that's uh, the toughest question. You- <laughs> What's that? Green cans, Adam. What do I like to do for fun and relaxation? That's right. Um, How do you? I love to fish. I love to go fishing. I love to ski in the winter. Uh, and I love driving my kids around every night of the week to all sorts of activities. How um, many activities do you have to drive to every week? It depends on the time of year. I mean, there's times of the year where they're, they're each in two activities, two different sports at the same time. So on any given night, my wife and I could be driving to two to three different things, each of us separating. And then we, we get back together like at nine o'clock and eat dinner after, after running around all night, you know, but I mean, I, I do enjoy it. It's crazy. I know you've got kids too, and it, it's crazy. But when they took, when COVID took that away, I, again, realized how much I actually love it. You know, I kind of love just being busy and I've met friends through it. Right. So I have a lot of friends through these things. And so seeing them at the field or seeing them at the rink and hanging out. Right. It's yep. just, you know, I've come to really enjoy that. Um, I love listening to music. I've got some, a wide range of music that I like to listen to. I know you're aware of some of it, so I'm not going to get to specifics here. <laughs> so, uh, and I also like to read. If I get the chance to read, I, I, I try to read um, as much as I can, but that, that can be tough. Oh, that's interesting you say that because the last question that I have in the safety six pack is what is a show or a book that you're currently watching or reading that you would recommend to other people to uh, watch or read? So I just read this book. I've actually read this book a few times. I like, I like it that much. Um, It's called into thin air. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's about a 1996 expedition on Everest that, basically went sideways. Um, there are a bunch of people that, you know, didn't make it, but a lot of people that did survive. And the author was one of the people on the expedition. And so it's his, from his point of view, he obviously made it right. But yeah. it, it's, he just writes it in a way where you almost feel like you're there. And it's just, it's, it's a really quick read. Like I said, I, I think this is my third time reading the book just because I enjoy it so much. Hmm. Uh, do you do a lot of reading? Uh, I do a lot of audiobooks. So okay. um, the one, like I said, I'm reading right now or going through is um, The 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. But I just finished the Matthew McConaughey Green Lights book. 
And How was it? I thought, so I thought initially when, when we, st- I've listened to some of the social media posts in the past and I was like, man, this guy's fruity loopy. He is out there. And then you listen to his book and you kind of realize where he comes from and what he's, what he's doing. And I, I was, I was jealous about what, kind of how he's lived his life and what he's been able to do. Like when, when he felt like he was out of touch with things, mm-hmm. he would kind of recede back into himself and I say take a trip, but he would definitely like, uh, when he felt like he was out over his skis uh, with everything going on, whether that be fame or whether that be work or, you know, life in general, he would take a retreat. And then there was one, one story in there where he talked about, he went to the Amazon and he just, he, he went on 80 mile, an 80 mile hike over the course of three weeks. Wow. He's a very spiritual guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's very, it's a lot deeper. He's a lot deeper than I initially thought. So it was. So is that book worth reading? I think it's worth reading. It's actually okay. more fun when you listen to him read it to you, though. <laughs> Does he do it like in his character from Days to Confuse and that sort of? <laughs> uh, he definitely. Well, I mean, it's it's essentially an autobiography about you know how he got to where he's at in his life. Yeah. Yeah. His story, um, <clears throat> and. <laughs> He does talk about that. And he's like, you know, th- that was an ad lib. I didn't even, that wasn't in the script at all. He was like, just what is my, what would this character do? He was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he is one of my favorites. I'll have to check that one out. It does sound pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, like I said, if, if you're, for me, I don't have a whole lot of time that I can devote to just sitting down for a book. Same. So audiobooks in the car while I'm going from kid to kid event um, or while I'm traveling, it's a lot easier for me. So that's that's one thing. But I, I'll download the Into Thin Air and listen to that after I get Yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a great book. Um, I also like watching sports. I'm a huge Winnipeg Jets fan. I want that to get, since this is an international broadcast, I want, want it to be known that I'm, I'm a big fan of an international team, in the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets? That's a hockey team. Um, <laughs> I could tell you had no idea what that was, who they are. <laughs> and what are what is your social media for the hate that you're gonna get? What <laughs> I'm not on social media as far as you know. <laughs> for the purposes of this podcast, I have no social media presence whatsoever. <laughs> How's that? You can find him at <laughs> <laughs> not a chance, it's called at not a chance. Um, Good luck. Nadri a chance. Got it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I just don't have a lot of time to watch sports, but I do like to watch sports too. Oh, same here. Specifically football. You're a pro football fan, though, right? I'm more of a college football fan. I'm an all football fan, but I do prefer the pros because they're just, I don't know, it's a little bit more fun for me. I don't know. They're almost too good for me. I like the difference in college teams. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be wrong. I'm okay, it's okay with that. It's I know okay. you're a college fan too. I don't mind being wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Just ask my kids. Oh, trust <laughs> Ask my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Ask my wife too. She'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> exactly. All righty. Well, that is this week's podcast. Thank you, Adam, for being our guest. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Don't forget to like, share, review, and subscribe. Uh, this is in the Apple podcast, so uh, make sure you subscribe. It'll automatically download every time we upload a new podcast. Uh, and thank you again. Be safe.